0: Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.
0: Welcome, welcome one and all to uh, The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Well, folks, folks, this suspense has finally broken. We've been waiting for nine days to learn who would control the House of Representatives, well... You know what they say? Good things come to those who wait. Not this time because Republicans have won control of the House of Representatives. I know. I know. It's disappointing. Though it is nice to see Republicans take the House without any zip ties. <laughs> Votes are still. It's, refre- it's refreshing, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Votes ARE STILL BEING COUNTED IN SOME SWING DISTRICTS, SO WE DON'T HAVE THE FINAL TALLY, BUT REPUBLICANS ARE LIKELY TO CONTROL A SLIMMER MAJORITY THAN MANY EXPECTED. SO IT'S BAD, BUT NOT AS BAD AS YOU FEARED. IT'S THE POLITICAL EQUIVALENT OF PAPA JOHN'S. (laughs) THIS MEANS THE NEW SPEAKER OF THE HOUSE WILL LIKELY BE CALIFORNIA CONGRESSMAN KEVIN MCCARTHY... (laughs) SEEN HERE REALIZING THAT WASN'T A RAISIN HE JUST ATE... WITH AN INCREDIBLY THIN MAJORITY. MANY ARE PREDICTING A CHAOTIC TERM FOR A WEAK SPEAKER. BUT KEVIN THINKS ANY MAJORITY GIVES YOU THE SAME AMOUNT OF POWER AS HE EXPLAINED. THE ONE THING I KNOW IN WASHINGTON, THEY DON'T HAND THE GAVELS OUT IN SMALL, MEDIUM, AND LARGE SIZE. HERE WITH A REBUTTAL, FORMER SPEAKER JOHN BOEHNER HOLDING HIS ACTUAL (laughs) GAVEL, WHICH WAS SO LARGE, HE COULD SUMMON IT LIKE Mjolnir. A lot of folks think McCarthy is in for a bit of a rough ride, with one Republican noting, it's like herding cats trying to get everybody together. And another pointed out, you can't lose anybody. Any one person becomes kind of an island to themselves. That island? Turds and cuckoos. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thank you very much. What an honor. POINT IS, MCCARTHY HAS A HORRIBLE JOB WHERE HORRIBLE PEOPLE HAVE THE POWER TO MAKE HIM DO HORRIBLE THINGS. AND ONE PERSON WHO COMES PRE-HORRIBLED IS GEORGIA CONGRESSWOMAN AND... <laughs> AND TOP DUMB MARJORIE TAYLOR GREEN. GREEN THREW HER SUPPORT BEHIND KEVIN MCCARTHY FOR SPEAKER IN EXCHANGE... She says he's going to give me a lot of power and a lot of leeway and predicts she'll be on committees investigating traitors and criminals. I can't wait to see the investigation she launches. What's Hunter Biden's Wi-Fi password? Who distributed spoons to the gazpacho police? Where does the water in my sponge go at night? Is it siphoned off to a secret Jewish space loofah? This was also... I demand answers. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do an impression. There is no way. It was also a big day for outgoing House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, seen here waiting for Tony Stark to land so she can tell him about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> With Republicans winning the House, Pelosi took to the floor to announce her plans for the future.
1: My colleagues, I stand before you as Speaker of the House, as a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a devout Catholic, a proud Democrat, and a patriotic American.
0: I'M ALSO PROFICIENT WITH WORD, EXCEL, AND OUTLOOK, PLUS, I CAN DRIVE STICK AND I SPEAK CONVERSATIONAL SPANISH, HOLA. I BELIEVE I will BE A PERFECT MEMBER OF YOUR TEAM. SHE THEN GOT A SUBTLE DIG IN AT A POLITICAL OPPONENT. SEE IF YOU CAN SPOT IT.
1: I HAVE ENJOYED WORKING WITH THREE PRESIDENTS, ACHIEVING HISTORIC INVESTMENTS IN CLEAN ENERGY WITH PRESIDENT GEORGE BUSH. Transformative healthcare reform with President Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> and forging the future from infrastructure to healthcare to climate action with President Joe Biden.
0: Ooh. She left out a president. What was his name again, Nancy? The Poo Poo. THANK YOU. THANK YOU. I I DON'T LIKE SAYING HIS NAME, BUT SHE'S FINE. THEN, AFTER TWO DECADES IN LEADERSHIP, THE FIRST FEMALE SPEAKER OF THE HOUSE MADE HER BIG ANNOUNCEMENT.
1: WITH GREAT CONFIDENCE IN OUR CAUCUS, I WILL NOT SEEK RE-ELECTION TO DEMOCRATIC LEADERSHIP IN THE NEXT CONGRESS.
0: THERE IT IS. NANCY PELOSI, AFTER YEARS OF SERVICE, IS LEAVING THE DEMOCRATIC LEADERSHIP. I assume to be the next host of The Daily Show. (laughs) But, turns out, this doesn't mean Pelosi's resigning from Congress. She plans to take an emeritus role that would allow her to offer counsel to her colleagues. Yes, she'll remain a mentor to the younglings. She's Obi-Wan Pelosi. (laughs) But, sure, sure. But that's not the only reason she decided to remain reportedly... PRESIDENT BIDEN PERSONALLY ASKED HER TO STAY, TELLING HER, I HOPE YOU STICK. COME ON, NANCE. WHY WOULD YOU LEAVE? YOU'RE IN THE PRIME OF YOUR 80s. I CALL THAT P-POP PUBERTY. STARTED GETTING HAIR IN ALL NEW PLACES. earlobe, KNUCKLE, TIP OF MY NOSE. COME ON. SENIOR SKIP DAY. GET IN THE CORVETTE. WE'RE HEADING TO THE WOODS TO SMOKE Eva. COME ON. Don't, DON'T FEAR THE REAPER, JACK. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I just wanted to hear that song. <laughs> and is this, is this happening? I'm being told that it's time for tonight's No Context Herschel Walker. <laughs> what I'm about to show you is an actual clip from a speech Herschel Walker gave yesterday about... doesn't really matter what it was about. <laughs> just please enjoy this clip, which, once again, I assure you is 100% real and unaltered in any way.
1: Jim? I don't know if you know vampires are some cool people are they not, but I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be
2: a vampire anymore. I want to be a werewolf.
0: A clarion call that is sure to galvanize the electorate. Vote Walker for werewolf. (laughs) And this has been tonight's No Context, Herschel Walker. Unfortunately, we are still hearing from private citizen Carrie Lake seen here left hanging by the voters of Arizona even though even though her race was called on Monday Lake has dug in on claims of voter fraud and last night to make the point that she was never going to concede Lake dropped this new ad Okay, that's not good, but you can't blame her iPhone for putting together a memory called At the Fascist Rally. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Thank you. Fascist. Now, if you're a Tom Petty fan, you'll recognize his song, I Won't Back Down. Also, you can continue to be a Tom Petty fan because a spokesperson for Tom Petty's estate confirmed that Lake's use of the song was not approved or endorsed. And... Exactly. Come on. You know you've crossed a line when Tom Petty's representatives tell you to please back down. That's like lawyers for Guns N' Roses telling you that you are no longer welcome in the jungle. So... Go on. Go on. So they didn't approve that song, but maybe they would approve uh, a different Tom Petty song. We at The Late Show have a suggestion. we got a great show for you tonight.
1: Coming up, Michelle Williams.
2: Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like a failure? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life almost feeling like a failure. It's appropriate, though, because on Fail Better, my new podcast with Lemonada Media, exploring the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives is the whole point. Each week, I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: My first guest tonight is an Emmy award-winning actress you know from Brokeback Mountain, My Week with Marilyn, and Fosse Verdon. She now stars in the new Steven Spielberg movie, The Fablemans. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Michelle Williams. What nice friends you you have. I do. I have some lovely friends I've invited in just for this evening. (laughs) Now, I haven't seen you since, well, before the pandemic. April 2019 for Fosse-Verdon, which you won the Emmy for. Congratulations for that, because I haven't seen you. It was such a brilliant performance. Such a wonderful show. Thank you so much for that.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: You also have another project. You've had two children, both during the pandemic. Two kids in
2: one pandemic. One, two,
0: exactly. That is efficient. Good for you. (laughs) That was good for you. Is it... how, 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 how How are they doing? Everybody's
2: good? Yeah, everybody's good, happy, healthy. I've got a two-year-old. I've got my 17, my two, and my six-week.
0: Six-week-old. Yeah. That's extraordinary. Yeah.
2: So you're not sleeping? You're um, not sleeping at all right now? No, we're not sleeping. We say, like, the, the teen keeps us up late and the babies get us up early. So we're not sleeping, but... Um,
0: Anything new about number three for you?
2: I, you that there's no pictures of the, of the baby. <laughs> you know it's your third baby so you're not really like putting on the cute clothes and dressing up and having a photo shoot you're just you know
0: getting it done When my, done. when my, our, our third uh, a boy our third when he was uh, I don't know six or seven years old he goes I'd like to go to a zoo someday and we <laughs> said oh you've been to the zoo and he goes I have never been to a zoo <laughs> And we went, oh, damn, he's the third one. We are like, ah, we did all that with the first two. You're going to be fine. It's animals. It smells bad. It's kind of sad. <laughs> um, uh, what about babies during COVID, though? Because that's, that's, uh, was that help to, like, because there's a nesting instinct anyway, did it help to sort of have to be away from other people?
2: Yeah, that's, a, it's a really, it's a great time to have a baby. I mean, one, it really livens up a quarantine. You drop a baby in. Sure. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and nobody wants to come over. NOBODY WANTS TO SEE THE BABY. YOU DON'T HAVE TO FEED PEOPLE. YOU DON'T HAVE TO PRETEND TO BE ABLE TO CARRY ON A CONVERSATION. YOU CAN JUST, LIKE, STARE AT YOUR BABY. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, PANDEMIC, SEMI, KIND OF,
0: MAYBE TOTALLY OVER. HARD TO TELL. NO ONE'S TALKING TO US ABOUT IT ANYMORE. Um, THE THIRD BABY, is, IS THE BABY IN QUARANTINE?
2: THE BABY IS BASICALLY IN QUARANTINE. THE BABY... WE STILL WEAR MASKS. I DON'T mm-hmm. KNOW IF ANYBODY ELSE... WELL, YOU ARE ALL MASKED. <laughs> yes. It's
0: complicated.
2: I should have brought the baby. <laughs> uh. well, if,
0: if, 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 you, if you need a little outfit, we've got you a little, a, a little late show onesie right here.
1: Uh, thank you, very you. I hope much. it's the right thank size. You very the right size. Much.
0: Yeah. Um, you've also got a new movie called The Fablemans, directed by Steven Spielberg. That's one of the few great pleasures in life that you can't buy. Getting a call from Steven Spielberg <laughs> to say, do you want to be in my movie?
2: I feel, still feel like I'm having an out-of-body experience with it. Just like pinch, like I'm in a movie with Steven Spielberg. No. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. Yeah, I, I guess I made a movie with Steven Spielberg.
0: No, yeah. that's that's what it says on the card right here. <laughs> For those who aren't familiar, what's the Fableman's about?
2: It's about his family. It's about his life. It's about his childhood, mm-hmm. and and I'm 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 his mama.
0: You're Mitzi. Yeah, I'm Mitzi. You're Mitzi. So, two-parter, what, what's she like? And, I mean, I suppose this is based, I mean, I don't know how close it is based on his mother, but to you, what is she like, and how do you prepare for that role?
2: Well, there's so much... I mean, he's been shooting footage of his family since he was a kid, so there's so much beautiful documentation of his childhood. Famously,
0: has so many Super 8 movies. So he's, many Super yeah. 8
2: movies, so many beautiful photos. And he had an extraordinary childhood, and so it's... Um, when you look at these photos, they're just so evocative, and she was kind of a larger-than-life person, so she really just comes through um, in everything that you see, everything you listen to. She had this incredible laugh that was sort of like a... KIND OF LIKE MY TOUCHSTONE FOR THE PART, THE THING I WOULD JUST LISTEN TO SORT OF BEFORE EVERY TAKE WAS JUST THIS GUIDE TRACK OF HER LAUGHING OVER THE YEARS. Um, YEAH.
0: AND SHE WAS AN ARTIST IN HER OWN RIGHT. SHE, she WAS. SHE an inspiring, WAS. An yeah, INSPIRING SHE WAS, artist.
2: a SHE WAS A REALLY ACCOMPLISHED PIANIST, AND SHE PUT THAT DOWN TO RAISE FOUR CHILDREN, BUT SHE MADE THEIR CHILDHOODS INTO WORK OF ART. LIKE, HER ENTIRE LIFE WAS REALLY KIND OF A WORK OF ART, AND SHE REALLY PASSED THAT ON TO HER KIDS.
0: Well, we, WE HAVE A CLIP HERE where Mitzi is uh, presenting to her son, Sammy, in, in this case, um, uh, a movie camera, you know? And, and uh, in some ways, it feels like passing on, like, a uh, benediction to go, you know, make some art.
2: She saw it in him. She saw it, she saw it before anybody else did, and she, you know, it's a true story. She gave him his first camera. Jim? Sammy? We're going to use Daddy's camera to film it. Only crash the train once, okay? Then after we get the film developed, you can watch it crash over and over till it's not so scary anymore. And your real train won't ever get broken. One more thing, Dolly. Let's not tell your father. It'll be our secret movie, just yours and mine. Okay? Okay.
0: Did you, if you don't mind me asking, who, who was that person for you in your life who saw the talent in you and, and cultivated that and, and endorsed that for you?
2: Gosh, she, um, I think about this person a lot, actually. Um, it was uh, Mary Beth Peel who played Grams on Dawson's Creek. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was my, like, on-screen grandma, but she was my real-life mama, Yeah. Oh. There you go. I'm happy to th- be able to say that. I think about her all the time, and, like, every chance I get, it's just so nice to um, to remember her and to um, talk about her.
0: We have to take a little bit of a break, but we'll be right back with more Michelle Williams, everybody. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free, starting May 1st with a 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hey, everybody. We're back with the star of The Fablemans, Michelle Williams. Uh, Michelle, I'm, I'm wondering... What do you see in Steven Spielberg that is great in his directing? Like, what makes, I suppose, after working with him now, what makes Steven Spielberg Steven Spielberg? I
2: I, I think I mean one answer could be um, his childhood. It was just it continues to be a place that he's really attached to. Um, it was because of uh, how he was raised. Who both of his parents were his mother and his father, and his sort of and his creative playmates, his sisters. Um, his his childhood continues to be this this well, this, like, really generative place that he's still so tapped into and also brings that enthusiasm, that same sort of childlike wonder to set every single day. He is just... He feels like a kid at play. You How know? engaged
0: is he as a director? Because some people, you know, some actors want a director who's more engaged and some people will just want him to, like, let, let me... I'm a professional. Let me do my thing. What's he like, uh, you know... I heard somebody describe Scorsese's directing as like he's a problem solver. What is what is what is Spielberg's problem solving like on set? Is it is it is it discovery? Is it invention? How would you describe the way he works with an actor?
2: I think my favorite thing you would always hear behind the monitor was, I have an idea. And um, and so you know that he's seen something that sparked, some, uh, sparked something new, something that he hadn't uh, come he hadn't sort of preordained about the moment. Mm-hmm. But and so it's really exciting as an actor to think, well, what can I what can I bring that might spark something in him? And then I get to hear that, you know, that excited voice behind the monitor.
0: You've said that when you're performing, and I hope I'm getting this correctly, that when you're performing, that everything opens up, and. What do you mean? Like your pores? Is it what? What do you? No, did I say that? You said said, it says here. You said you. You said (laughs) that when you're acting, quote, everything opens up. What do you? What do you mean? What's it like to be inside? What's it like in the moment of performance for you? Or do you have any awareness of the moment of performance?
2: The thing that I always think about about jobs and my job um, is that it's a completely safe space. There is no life or death. There's um, you're totally protected. Between ACTION AND CUT, NOTHING BAD CAN EVER HAPPEN. YOU CAN um, HAVE EXPERIENCES, BUT you THEY AREN'T REALLY YOURS. THEY BELONG TO SOMEBODY ELSE, AND THEY'RE BEING TRANSMITTED OUT FOR OTHER PEOPLE. AND SO I THINK OF IT AS ACTUALLY JUST THIS INCREDIBLY SAFE SPACE.
0: WELL, IF YOU HADN'T BEEN AN ACTOR, I MEAN, THERE ARE OTHER PATHS FOR YOU. WHAT, what WOULD YOU HAVE BEEN IF YOU HADN'T BEEN AN ACTOR?
2: I can't. I don't. I've I've been doing this since I was twelve. There's nothing else I can do. Like You've I can no like job? barely. You had no other job. You had
0: no other job.
1: I've uh, never done another job. The
2: last job that I had was serving um, soft serve ice cream, but I don't think I can carry that into the future. Like I don't think I can go back to that. And How old are we like talking here? I... Like twelve.
0: Were you good at it? Were you talented?
2: I liked to over serve. <laughs> I like to make a big cone. Yeah. But that's what happens when you put a 12-year-old at a machine, you know?
0: Yeah. She makes the dream cone.
2: (laughs) I made the dream cone. Did that
0: upset your boss that you were overserving?
2: No, it upset the women that I would hand them to, these like really like (laughs) toppling, awkward things that were like about to fall off. But I would have wanted one.
0: Sure. Well, I'm glad you became an actress. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely to see you again.
1: Thanks, very nice to see you. (laughs)
0: Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcast.